At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference. Like our spicy Cajun chicken sub with sliced, grilled Cajun seasoned chicken breast, melted pepper jack cheese, house-made Cajun mayo and jalapenos, all on a toasted sub roll. And it's only at Firehouse Subs. Click the banner now to start your pickup or delivery order. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. And I'm live. What's up? What's up? Y'all know who it is. It's y'all's girl, Ash. Y'all know the creator of Black Girl Interrupted. Coming to y'all live, live, live tonight. When I tell you tonight is so, so much needed for me. Um, Many of you know um, my father passed away March the 4th. Um, so I had to take a break. I had to like really just kind of step back and really regroup myself, um, and get, you know, get myself together. I'm still dealing with it. It's a day by day thing, moment by moment, minute by minute, you know, I tell anybody, you know, this is definitely not a pain, excuse me, that I would wish on anybody losing a parent, um, is the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with. Um, like I said, I had my moments. I haven't really had a chance to just really sit down, um, and grieve. But of course, you know, I had to come back into my safe place and just really, <sighs> it's hard y'all. It's, it's so hard. And I promise not to get emotional tonight, but tonight this episode is dedicated to my dad. Um, William Joseph Pitts Jr. But before we even dive into tonight's topic, I need to do my mental health check-in. So drop in the comments and let me know how everybody's doing. Um, I really missed y'all. I do want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love y'all um, for all the continuous love and support that you guys have shown me um, from day one. Like I say, I wouldn't wish this pain on anybody. Um, losing a parent is, is the most unimaginable pain. I, I really, if you ask me right now how I was feeling, I really wouldn't be able to tell you because I really don't know. Um, I don't know. I, it's just, it's really hard for me to explain, um, what it's like to lose a parent. Um, if you've never experienced it. I just, I had to push through. Like I say, I had to come um, back into my safe place. Of course, my anxiety is, <sighs> y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know. I, I have my moments where I, um, I try not to think about it. I, I pray every day when I wake up that this is a horrible dream. Um, even when I went, 
and had to um, identify his, you know, for them to be able to release his body. Um, it still didn't seem real to me. But to anybody that's tuned in, if you don't believe that COVID is real, it absolutely is. My father passed from COVID. Um, it's just, I don't know, y'all. I really feel lost. Um, like I said, I, I had to get back into what I love. Um, and I really missed y'all. This has really become my, my safe space. This has become my sanctuary um, where I know that I could be vulnerable with y'all without judgment. So I will have my moments. But like I said, y'all keep tapping in. Let me know how everybody's doing. Definitely going to continue to do my mental health check-in. Hey, Dre. Good to see you. Much love to you too, love. Shout out to Big Brother Will. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all already know my girl Keisha's coming. She late. She running on CPT time. Um. So Dre says he's having a rough couple of days. He's hanging in there. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Push through. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but keep pushing. You got this. I believe in you. Y'all don't forget. Tap in with Dre on Monday nights. He has a podcast called Breaking the Stigma. Um, you can find them on Facebook and you can find them on YouTube. Also, y'all, don't forget to tap in with my brother, Will, um, the ADHD Hour podcast on Sundays. And then he has the Black Male podcast on Sundays as well. 3 o'clock Central Time, 6 p.m. Central Time. I hope I said that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dre says, praying for your love, my condolences. I absolutely need them. Like I say, some days are better than others. You know, like I say, my father passed away March the 4th um, from COVID. Um, it was quick. Um, and I hate to say it like that, but it was my father went into, he was, he had caught COVID um, back like the early part of February. And, um, he wasn't getting any better. So he went back to the doctor. The doctor prescribed him a different type of medication. Um, my father collapsed in Walmart. Um, he ended up going into the hospital through the emergency room. Uh, doctor told me, they said, you know, by the time he got there, his oxygen was real, 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 real low. Um, and his heart rate was low. So they immediately put him on oxygen and immediately administered medication, <clears throat> excuse me, for him. Um, she said his oxygen continued to drop. Um, so they had to intubate him. They had to, you know, put a tube down his throat and put him on a respirator. And in spite of all of that, um, his oxygen was still continuing to drop. His heart was weak. Um, you know, the moment she told me my father had passed away, it was almost like I didn't hear anything that she was saying. Um, I believe she said he coded two or three times and, um, you know, my father's heart was just not strong enough. So, um, she said they did all that they could do. Um, so my father passed March the 4th and it's, and it's definitely been a struggle for me. Um, like I say, every day 
I, I wake up and I pray that I'm going to wake up from this horrible nightmare. Um, yesterday, you know, went to pick out the casket and that's when reality set in, you know. So I tell anybody, love everybody like tomorrow is your last, like today is your last day because you never know when people are going to leave. Um, losing a parent, it, it, like I say, it's been the hardest thing that I've had to deal with. All I, you know, I have my mom left. That's all I have left. My dad is gone, but I just have to keep going. I have to push through. Good to see you, Will. Hey, brother. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, um, I just, like I said, I just wanted to jump on and I wanted everybody to know that I appreciate all the continuous love, the prayers, all the condolences, all the phone calls. I appreciate all of that. It meant so much to me. Um, it's, it's a lot, you know, like I say, it's a lot for me to deal with, but every day, every day, um, Hey, let's get it. GA. Thank you. Love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just pray for us, you know, keep us close, um, to your hearts. Cause it's a struggle. You know, like I say, losing a parent, like I say, it's the most unimaginable pain I could ever think about. Um, like I say, I can't tell you what it feels like. I don't, I can't describe how I'm feeling. I just, I, I feel lost. That's, that's one of the things I feel so lost. Um, you know, something, you know, I want to pick up the phone and I want to call him and, and, you know, tell my daddy, I love him and, but I can't, you know, but I know even though he's gone in body, he is gone in spirit. So shout out to you. Oh, hold up. My sis on the way. She is on the way. She was just like, no, sis, you can't do this alone. So on the way, on the way, on the way. Oh, Y'all pray for me. I promise. But tonight, like I say, I know I'm, I'm behind on the episodes. But I promise you, it, it's, it's going down tonight. We are absolutely gonna address some issues that that we've been dealing with so we waiting on sis so y'all continue to drop in the comments i'm still doing my mental health check-in um again mental health is important it's something that we don't discuss in the african-american community but so we have to keep pushing it we have to keep it on the forefront because a lot of black men and the black women were suffering in silence so as we wait on sis to come in, I'm going to jump right on in tonight. But keep dropping your comments. Let me know how everybody's doing. So tonight, we are addressing trauma. It's time to unpack those suitcases. It's time to be able to decipher the clean clothes from the dirty clothes. I'm here tonight. We addressing that trauma. It's time for us to let it go. It's time for us to heal. It's time for us to walk like the kings and queens that we are. So, uh, y'all have to bear with me. Like I say, I'm, I'm, oh, you popped up all bright and sunny. So, there we go. Oh, you can't hear me? Can you hear me? 
You can hear me? No, you can't hear me? Let's see. Can y'all hear me? Did I go out? Did I wait? Y'all bear with us. We having some technical difficulties right now. You can hear me? That's something on your end. <laughs> you can't. Let me know if y'all can hear me. Let me know can y'all hear me. Let's see. I'm trying to make sure. I, I think we're having some. Let me know can y'all hear me. Okay. You can't hear me? That's you. You can hear me? I can't hear you, though. What about now? There we go. Perfect. All right. We in business. There we go. Well, you look so pretty. Trying to see. So, <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Keish on she. We can't hear you. <laughs> what about now? Perfect. Now we can hear you. I am Keish on SEO of Colors by Keish Cosmetics. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm rocking the queen tonight. And I am rocking the most. Because I think I am a queen. Tonight is the night for me to act like a king, walk like a queen, dress like a queen, despite everything that has happened to me in these last couple of weeks. Um, hey, Dre, I'm sorry. Hey, y'all. <laughs> so I've already jumped into um, tonight's topic. Um, we are addressing trauma. So we are unpacking those suitcases. It's time for us to heal, as I stated before. We suffer, you know, we, we carry so much trauma from our childhood into our adulthood. So tonight is the night where we start part one of two in regards to it's time to unpack those suitcases. So any trauma that you have, y'all already know it's a safe place. Y'all know no drama. Y'all know no judgment. Drop in the comments and let me know because y'all already know I'm, I'm open, I'm vulnerable, and I'm sharing all my trauma. I'm unpacking my suitcases tonight. So jumping on into the question. Trauma. What defines it? So trauma, sis, what defines it? Trauma is one of those experiences that you can't forget and it caused like grudges, i.e. myself. You know, I, I've been through some trauma, God rest his soul with my father. And, you know, it's it's not too much that I want to speak on, but 
it bring back some memories. But trauma is one of those things. Like, you know, if you press something so, so hard, and after you finish pressing it so hard, it just leaves a mark. That's my definition of trauma. Some traumatic experience that just would leave a mark on you. You know, like mine cause insecurities, low self-esteem, and just some other things. But that's my definition of trauma. Just like a pressing stamp on your emotions. Yes. So, so Mr. Petty says trauma can have many different have many definitions. It definitely Drop can. in the comment, Mr. Petty. What's your definition of trauma? Oh yeah, I can't get my camera right. You're so pretty tonight, sis. Oh, sis, you are too. You're beautiful, especially with that lipstick. But I, I before we even proceed, I want to say to you tonight. I want to thank you and your husband for being there for me from day one, from the, from the moment I got the phone call. I really don't know where I would be without you and your husband. So I thank you. I thank you for continuing to push me and encouraging me to come back into my safe space, you know, come back to a black girl interrupted because I really was about to let her go. No, it's just like, you know, you that's what friends are for. I, I don't see why wouldn't I, you know, we, we family. I don't see why wouldn't I not be there, you know. And from someone who is experienced, sorry, can relate to losing a parent. And, you know, somebody who, I, I, I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself. Because I know what it is to have support during these times. And I know where your emotions could take you. Your emotions could take you in these, these little dark places. And fortunately, like, I had people around me. So, yes, you need, this is your safe place. But at the same time, y'all, I want to actually have time to grieve. I wanted her to get a break from BGI to grieve because we all have to have that moment to ourselves because when you don't grieve, you become angry. You become just like, and you don't want to be lonely. So, yes, I wanted my girl to grieve, and I was so happy to see her. And I couldn't wait till she got to Atlanta so I could give her the biggest hug. And unfortunately, our trip wasn't supposed to go like that. You know, it wasn't supposed to be under these circumstances. But I'm glad I was able to do something to take her mind off of anything. You know, it's you know, even if you was talking about the guy with the pissy drawers in the hotel, you know, just I wanted her to have that moment. I don't care if you gotta cry in the midst of it, have that moment to yourself. Get your mind right, because, like I said, losing the parent is never easy. And I have one parent left, and I'm trying to cherish it, just like you. You know, I, I wasn't prepared for that, and I had my moment to grieve. 
ever since Ashley lost her father, she has been moving nonstop. And I wanted my girl to have a moment to herself. I don't care. She called me and we stayed on the phone all night. I made help. was like, you know, let me get these kids together. But I was there and I wanted her to have this moment. So for her to do this tonight, like I told her, I didn't have to plan my daddy funeral. She did. And that's the strongest thing. I haven't seen somebody do just to have to plan a funeral for your parents. I just, I'm traumatized. I just, you know, like I say, I, I wake up every day hoping that this is a dream. Every day. Hey, K Styles. Hey, K Styles. I mean, Dre, you hit it on the head. An event that affects you mentally and physically. I'm, I'm traumatized. I'm devastated. You know, when I got the phone call that my father had passed away, that was definitely like the phone call. I mean, like, my anxiety just immediately went through the roof. <sighs> because that, you know, I knew that time was coming. I just wasn't ex expecting it to be this soon. I'll say that. I knew it was coming. And like I say, I, I, I'm just... if you, Like I say, if you ask me right now how I felt, I really couldn't tell you. Because I don't know. I'm... I'm I really try to take my mind. I really try not to think about it. I haven't had a moment where I've just sat down and just cried or, or whatever you're supposed to do. I haven't had that moment. I'm just, I'm moving because I want to stay busy. Um, I really do. I don't want to sit still. Even in my darkest moments, like I say right now, I, I really feel like I'm in a tunnel. With no flashlight. So I had to come back to Black Girl Interrupted. Because. Black Girl Interrupted is everything to me. My supporters are everything to me. My viewers are everything to me. And I knew you guys understood. You know. I, I knew you guys understood. But this is. This is my safe space. This is where I'm able to. To talk. This is why I'm able to get everything out. So me deciding to go ahead and talk about trauma tonight is needed for me. It's, it, it's much needed for me. It's much needed for my viewers, my supporters, because we all have gone through some type of trauma, whether it's the loss of a loved one, you know, i.e. a parent, a child, a, a sibling, a close friend, things that we've carried from our childhood. You understand? So this is why I had to come back to Black Girl Interrupted tonight. Because I'm 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 definitely traumatized. But my father played a major role. 
in the issues that I carried into my adulthood. So Dre says, salute. Thank you, Dre. And Q, we're definitely going to get into that. He said, post-traumatic is my definition of trauma. We're definitely going to get into that, into post-traumatic stress syndrome. Hey, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Nikki says, I definitely know how you feel. Eric and I have lost both parents now. I remember when your father passed. That's my beauty shop girl right there. I remember when your father passed away. And then I remember when you post about when you posted about your mom. So it is like I say, it's the most indescribable feeling ever. You know, like I say, I wouldn't dare wish this pain on anybody. I, I would not. I definitely would not. K-Style says, I hate to hear the ash. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But like I say, because of y'all, I had to come back. Because I wasn't going to come back to Black Girl Interrupted until next week. And then I was like, I don't even want to do it at all. But I had to come back. So thank y'all so much for being so patient and supportive. And like I say, Keish, thank you. And Antonio, which is terror artist all full. But just loving me, y'all, the way that y'all do. And just being my rocks. You know, my rock that I needed it. I, you know, yes, me coming to Atlanta under those circumstances was not. But God does things for a reason, so I don't question. I don't question. Herbalist says he knows, he knows how I'm feeling. He lost his mom in September. I remember that post. My condolences and prayers to you as well. And he told me, he said, cry, let it out. It's like I want to go to a, a boxing ring and, and just, I want to hit a punching bag so hard. I just want somebody to feel what I'm feeling right now. So, we got to do the show. So, Trauma. What trauma means to me is, like I say, the, the most devastating thing that just sticks with you. Something that happens in your life that stays with you, that you carry. And it almost like it becomes like your security blanket, your safe space. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. 
We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Um, is what my trauma did for me. Um, it turned me into the most horrible person you could ever think of. Um, and although, like I say, my father is gone. Um, I did have a lot of issues in regards to him. My father was, was an absent parent. Um, no, he was not active in my life. Um, and the times that he was there, my father was abusive to me. So in tune, that's why I stayed and went in and got in these abusive relationships. But, you know, like I say, my father was, y'all excuse me, my tears is just running down my face. Um, and I carried that to the point where I inflicted that same trauma on my children. No, I'm not proud of it. Absolutely, I'm not proud of it. Um, my father, like I say, he molested my sister. So that was a uh, pain that I had to carry because I knew every time my sister looked at me, she saw my dad. So we had a strained relationship. But <sighs> this is the hardest pill I've had to swallow, y'all. This is the hardest suitcase I've ever had to unpack. But in order for me to continue on with my healing process, I got to separate these dirty clothes from these clean clothes. So I have to unpack these suitcases. I have to. So, sis, this is one of the questions that I came up with. Where does trauma come from? Is it inherited? Um, so, this is, this is a two-part question. So, y'all drop in the comments and let me know, where does trauma come from? And is it possible that it could be inherited? Uh, trauma is just like your own experience. Uh, can it be inherited? For my, it's a tricky question because you don't know what other people are going through. But for me, no, because you have to experience trauma. You have to experience that. But I, like I say, I don't. It's crazy because I don't even know how to answer that question. So you don't think, because there is a such thing as generational trauma. So trauma can very much be inherited. So I'm gonna, it, go ahead. So is it inherited based on, okay, so say for instance, you have this continuing thing within the family, right? But what if it's being inflicted upon by one person? 
So if it's not inflicted on to this one person, it skips this generation. Is it then trauma? Curses. Will says it could be passed from generation to generation as in generational curses. My, let me share my story. So I had daddy issues. I had abandonment issues. So the I wanted people to hurt because my father hurt me. So in tune, I inflicted that pain on my children. So in tune, my son inflicted that pain on my daughter. It's, it's, it's like a, a like a revolving door. And at some point, somebody has to stop that. At some point, somebody has to own it and say, you know what? This is why you're the way that you are because I made my children carry my pain that they didn't cause. So it in, in a roundabout way, yes, it could be, you can inherit somebody's trauma. Because of the way that they've inflicted their trauma on you. And it may not be intentional. You know, my my me inflicting the pain on my children was not intentional. But I did it. I forced them to carry this. Because I wanted everyone to hurt the way that I hurt. So everybody around me was going to hurt because I was hurting. Because I couldn't directly get to the person that hurt me. So you go around and you hurt the people around you. Some people do it unintentional. Some people do it intentional. Depending on how you caught me, you could get it could go both ways. It could be intentional. It could be unintentional. But I intentionally inflicted pain on people around me because I was hurting. Because I didn't know how to channel my hurt. I didn't know how to channel my pain other than to lash out at people other than to take whatever you tell me and i use it as a weapon against you i was a horrible person i'm not gonna stand here you know i'm not gonna sit here and 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 like i've just been no i was horrible i was horrible to my children and hence you see i'm i'm mending the relationship with my children because again i made my children carry suitcases that they didn't ask for so can it be passed from one person yes yeah where does trauma come from it could come from a traumatic experience in your life it could come from a family member it could come from a friend it could come from a significant other and then you carry it on that's like for example if we're in a relationship and we go and and We've been cheated on. We start to treat every man the same because of what the last man did and vice versa. Women, we do the same, you know, men do the same thing. If a woman has hurt them, they try to make the woman pay for what the last woman did. Again, it, it, it just goes on and on and on until some at some point somebody has to break the cycle. But we carry this and we hold and I'm only speaking for me. I held on to this pain because it was safe because I didn't know what it was like to be happy. 
I never knew what it was like for a man to love a woman because I never saw that. I never saw a healthy relationship. My father was, he, he tried to kill my mother. You know, my father was a womanizer. He, he dealt with multiple women, had multiple children. So I didn't know what it was like. So can it be inherited? Absolutely. I'm still trying to fix the mess that I made. I'm, I'm cleaning up the mess that I made with my children. And they're now 20, 18, and 11. And I'm trying to make it right before my eyes close. So that's what I mean when I say we got to unpack these suitcases. We got to let this trauma go. Because when you carry this, it affects you mentally. It affects you physically, emotionally. So it's time for us to let this go. It's time for us as, as black men and black women, we have to release this, this, this pain that we've been carrying all these years. Because we do carry this to our children. We do. And then our children will carry it to their children. So at some point, we have to, we have to own up to that. We got to say, you know what? I did that. I was a horrible mother to my children. You want to know why? Because I, all I thought about was me. It was all about Ashley. It, it, if it wasn't about me, it wasn't about shit. I love the fact of being a mother, but I didn't know how to be a mom. No, I said that wrong. I loved being a mom, but I didn't know how to be a mother. Because God can make anybody a mom. God can make anybody a father. But I didn't know how to be. I couldn't love them because you want to know why? Because I didn't love me. And I blamed everybody. It, it was everybody's fault but mine. I would go around and I would create all these, these, these thunderstorms and I, I would do everything. And then got pissed off when it started to rain. Like it was somebody else's fault. So in order for me to heal, I had to go back to the beginning. I had to go back to the root of where my trauma started. And that was with my dad. Because he caused this. Even, even now that he's gone. My mama told me the other day, Ash, you got to let that anger go. I had I'm very familiar with it because it was my daddy who caused mine. Um my dad my dad was on drugs. My dad was on drugs and I remember one day, you know, in the class. And he would come back. He was so angry, so angry. And I used to catch whoopings. And I, for the life of me, did not understand why. Why? Why was why was I being punished? You know, and he would treat me like, clean up. I'm young at the time. Clean up. Make sure you clean the baseboards. He would just come back so, so angry. And it would continue. And then I finally got an understanding as to why. You know, he wasn't getting what he wanted to get as far as drugs. And when he come back, he would take it out on me. 
and this will continue and it, it made me grow so much anger towards him towards him um me and my dad our relationship was rocky for the for a moment and i'm telling this story because by the time i forgave him we had an understanding but to me i felt like it was too late because i wanted to get to the root of it i wanted to know why you know but instead it took for me to grow up because it, it it took me a long time to forgive him for like whooping my ass for no reason just because you didn't like my side of the family and i'm you know i'm gonna have to put this out there i know it may get back to whoever but this is me my dad have other kids me and one of them are around the same age I felt like they didn't like me because my mom is not their mom. I'm definitely not the one who will hold my tongue. And I will speak on how I feel. But it was one thing. At the end of the day, I, I love my dad. Uh, I developed patience with him when I had kids because it was to the point where I would tell my dad, I hope you die. I hope you die. That's how angry I was with him. I didn't care what I told him. So, in about four days, it will be exactly three years since my dad has passed. And them days, <laughs> three years ago today, probably, I remember him sitting in Ashna. You know, after they then came and told us that's um nothing we can do at this point. I did not want to come up here. Um, I came to the conclusion, and everybody had left her in the room, and I took it upon myself to say, you know, no matter what we went through. I still love you. You know, I never understood why we went through this. But, you know, I still love you. He was like, I love you too, back too, mama. And um, at that point, I think I released myself with so much anger because it's okay at this point i had kids of my own and i think i learned something from this relationship with my dad and that was to love my kids um and actually love my kids like i said he had kids here kids there i already felt like you know that was his favorite so for him and it, it felt weird and i'm stop talking it felt weird because i felt like the closer he got to his debt we were starting to 
work things out. He then came out here. He's seeing my son. Uh, Dre was a couple of days old. Um, 2018, he came out. All of a sudden, yeah, I didn't need a TV, but he come and bring me out like a 65-inch TV and just bringing me this stuff. And that was September 2018. No, 2017. And March, February is when we got the news. And I remember my dad looking out the window. And it, it was crazy because it's like he forgave me or he felt like I forgave him and he felt he felt free. So my trauma I had towards my daddy, it was for a long, long time. And that didn't go away until his death. Until his death, I felt like it, it could have been more that got resolved. But at that point, you know what? It's it's okay. Sometimes you got to let that hurt go. So for your mom to tell you that, it kind of triggered because I had to let it go. I think I'm more angry because I felt like we had more time, you know. The last time I spoke with my father was November. And the conversation didn't end well. Um, although I, I had told him that I had forgiven him, deep down I really I, I really hadn't. You know, I, I wanted my daddy close to me. And I begged, you know, and he had been in and out of the hospital. And I think what hurt the most is that other people were telling me that he was in the hospital. And uh, so I called him, you know, and was fussing. And he said, uh, don't, don't talk to me like that or something he said. And I just immediately got upset. And I told him, I said, well, you know, daddy, I love you. I pray for you, but you let your other bastard children take care of you. I'm done. And I hung up the phone and blocked it. He texted me for New Year's and for Christmas. I never even responded. When I found out my father had COVID, I didn't even pick up the phone to call. To check on him. Because I was still so angry at him. I really, truly was. I was very angry with him. And I think that's the part that hurts the most is that we still had unresolved issues. You know, when my father, when I lived with my daddy in California, my daddy beat me to the point I ended up in the emergency room. The police got involved. I was almost put in foster care. He told my mother flew to California to come and get me. And uh, he told the judge asked, was my mother there? And he told them no. 
and my mother was there. They were about to take me into foster care. And he never even apologized to me. So that's my trauma. You know, the fact that I was in an abusive relationship. The fact that this man threw boiling water on me. It devastated me. So I carried that pain. When I had my son, I just knew I was, that was the most beautiful time of my life. But I still wasn't a mother. You know, when I had my daughter, they were with my mom because I wanted to run the streets. I told my son that I hated him. I wish I never would have had him. Again, I made my son carry this pain. I did that. My daughter, I called her a bitch. My baby girl. I blew a head gasket. Like I just, I blew up at my daughter. My baby girl. And put her out of my house. I made her go stand outside on the porch in the cold. So when I tell y'all. Trauma is real. Was it easy for me. To have to go back to the beginning to heal. No. Because that pain was safe for me. It became my crutch. And at some point, I had to take accountability for that. I had to unpack that suitcase. Because I'm still lugging it around. I still got these dirty clothes mixed in with these clean clothes. Still. So yeah, you can inherit that. You can pass that from one generation to the next. And that's why I vowed to my children. I had to fix this relationship with my children because I don't want my children to carry this to their children. I want to be a grandmother to my babies when my, when my children have children. I want them to see the healed grandmother, not the broken one. So that's why it's imperative for us tonight to unpack those suitcases. So Dre says, yeah, he said me and my dad didn't have the best relationship. He said it contributed a lot to my trauma growing up. Therapy is helping so I could be a better man for my son. Absolutely. It's not just us. Black women, black men too. So this platform is, is for you men 
and us women. Well, we can sit and we can heal together. That's what Black Girl Interrupted is about. We're here to break and stop these these interruptions. We have to. Thank you, Michael. The you know this this for me therapy right there for the people that tune in. This is therapy for us, you know. So at some point, y'all, we have to have these conversations. At some point, we have to have these conversations. We have to talk about trauma because we carry, like I say, we carry this pain. And we make everybody around us miserable because we're miserable, because we're sad, we're bitter. And it affects relationships. You know, that, that really takes me into um, my next question. How does trauma affect your life? And when I say life, I mean relationships. How does it affect you mentally, physically, emotionally? This is all what contributes to mental illness is trauma. This is what contributes to it. But we don't know because we don't, we're too afraid to have these conversations. And the reason why we're so afraid to have these conversations is because our mothers, their mothers, their mothers told them whatever goes on in this house, it stays in this house. And then you wonder why you have these broken little boys and these broken little girls that grow up to be emotionally detached men and women. Hmm. Hmm. So absolutely. These are conversations that we're going to continue to have. How are we supposed to heal if we don't talk about it? When does it stop? Take a deep breath, sis. It's powerful. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details. When you shop at Kroger, you can double your savings. Because every time you shop, you'll earn fuel points that will help you save more at the pump. So you'll enjoy lower-than-low prices at Kroger. Plus fuel points on all your favorite items, which makes doubling your savings easy. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See store for details. And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is powerful. I know my trauma caused my low self-esteem. And to this day, do I still have my moment? Yes. Yes. 
So it, when you no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, sis. It it made me feel like that I couldn't do nothing right because again in the beginning, I didn't know why it was being done with. Meaning, you know, I'm young, I'm I'm chilling. It didn't nothing would be clean enough. You know, so I'm getting my ass but because something not clean enough. So I didn't wanna be seen because I was embarrassed. My trauma affected me. All four of those. It affected my relationships. Because like I say, I, I looked in men for love. Because I wanted that father figure. You know, my like I say, my, my, my father was not active in my life. Right. So I looked for love in all the wrong places. I stayed in relationships that I knew I should not have stayed in. You know, it affected me mentally. You know, it took a toll on me physically and emotionally. I became emotionally checked out. I became I came to the point where like I say, I was I was a bitch. I would intentionally hurt people because I wanted people to hurt just like me. So that trauma, it, it, it devastated me. I carried it with me for 30 plus years. And to the point where when I had my children, my children just picked up, picked up the suitcase that I had dropped and I made them carry. I made my children wear them dirty clothes and my children were clean. And when I say the dirty clothes, the, the pain, I made them wear the pain. I made my children wear the hurt. I made my children wear the anger. It got to a point where I was going in and out of jail. Fighting with my mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going from zero to a thousand. I didn't have a medium. That's how the trauma affected me. Because I couldn't get to the person that hurt me. I couldn't get to the people that hurt me. So everybody had to pay. Everybody had to pay. You could tell me something about you. And the moment you pissed me off, I was using it as a weapon to hurt you. I would just hold things in and, and it would just pile up and pile up and pile up and pile up. And you could ask me a simple question and I'm exploding like a volcano. That's what my trauma did to me. I was very promiscuous. You know, I was a, a, a drinker to deal with the pain. That's what that trauma did to me. I'm always anxious. So, sis, out of those four, which with when in regards to trauma. Which one did it affect you the most? Mentally. Emotionally. So physically, I already had a problem, y'all. I already think I'm fat. But however, 
you know, it definitely affected me mentally. Like I say, it affected my esteem. I felt like I couldn't do nothing right. Emotionally, I became, which is why depression, you know, at a young age, I'm over here thinking about killing myself because I couldn't do nothing right. I never understood. So let me ask you, so as you got older, sis, and you started to get into relationships, did it affect any of your relationships? I became insecure. Insecurity. Kid me. Now, you might get that good guy, you know, who would take advantage of him, and one of them did. Like I said, at a young age, I was stupid as hell. I act like I couldn't let him go. And he knew that. Right. And he played on my emotions. And it's because of the way I was, you know, low self-esteem. I was very insecure about myself. And the one guy that wanted me, I was just like, okay. Mm. So... I would not want to go back that way because it was very hard to deal with it. When you look at it and you think about it now, it was very hard. Because if I knew then what I knew now, mm. I wouldn't give him the time of day. I would make sure I gather myself mentally. You know, you all right. Because if I knew about pep talks, ain't nothing wrong with giving yourself a pep talk. Right. So you got this. You look good. Sometimes you have to gas yourself up. You got this. Look at you. You own your own business. Doing this. You know, you don't need nobody. It was that point I act like act like I needed a boyfriend. I did. Mm. So, yeah. So let me ask you this. So how was your relationship with your mom? You know, did you ever sit down and express to your mom how you felt in regards to your dad? Yes, I did. I did. And sometimes, you know, I just felt like my mom, she wouldn't understand because at this point she's, you know, she thinking, you know, he just chastising me, you know. That's what I, I thought she looked at it as. But, you know, for the longest after that, oh, I love my mom to death. Don't get me wrong, but I could not live with her and my dad. Since then, I lived with my brother and his wife. So I could not live with my mom and my dad. It's like when it comes to, and, and like I say, all of it is not just on my dad. You know, he was a big chunk of it. And then, of course, you know, my mom. Um, 
And, you know, again, this is just my perspective and the way I saw things. I always felt like my mother treated me and my sister differently. Right. You know, because of what my dad did to my sister. And I always felt like I was a reminder. You know, um, I always felt like my mom compared me and my sister, you know, Oh, you, you know, like in regards to, oh, you should be more like her because, you know, I was the wild one. Um, I was the, the no nonsense type. You get what I'm saying? I was the one that was very vocal. Mm -hmm. I was the rambunctious one. You know, I was the, I went against the green. That was me. So I always felt like my mom treated us differently. Um, you know, I, like I said, I love my mom. You know, she's all I got left. Um, And I would love to mend my relationship with her. Because I feel like there were some things that... I felt like my mom should have done and maybe been there a little more. I'm not saying she wasn't there. But I feel like maybe she should have done a little more, you know, for me. Um... And I won't say, like, coddle me or baby me. But at some at some point, I just wanted her to be my mom. You know, listen to me for once. And I felt like she never listened. When I tried to express to her and explain to her these things, you know, it was, oh, well, that's your daddy. No, not all of it was my dad. You know, like I say, my mom may not be all of it, but she she's part of it. And that's a conversation that I, I know I have to sit down and have with her in order for me to fully heal. You know, I, I believe that that's the last suitcase that I have to unpack. And then, you know, I was not told directly, but it was said that she doesn't want to mend her relationship with me. Reason? So it, it's, you know, how do I deal with that? You know, because it's not just about me. My children are in the middle. I had a conversation with my son. And my son was like, you know, I wish you and granny would just, would fix it. I'm willing. I'm willing to mend that relationship with her. I'm, I'm a lot more mature now. And I can own a lot of things. See, back then I couldn't, you know, like I said, I held on to that pain purposely. That pain was my safe space. That pain was, was, was all I knew. Hurt was all I knew. Anger was all I knew. So I didn't know what it was like to really truly be happy. Because of these traumatic events that had happened in my life. I didn't know that that wasn't how a man was supposed to love a woman. 
I allowed the man to, to mistreat me, disrespect me mentally, physically, and emotionally abuse me because I thought that was the way. So those were my issues. And like I say, I, I forced my children to carry this same pain. I forced them to. To the point where now my son has become numb. You know, it, it's almost like my son is like, it's whatever. What, however it goes. He's not tripping. You know, and like I say, I, I've sat down and I've had conversations with, with my son and my daughter. You know, especially my son, because my son is, is like the hardest one to break. You know, because again, my son, he's he, he's numb to it all. He's like, it's whatever. You know, I, I don't feel anything. But one of the things that my son did say, I want all of us to be in therapy. So, you know, I'm down for that. You're right. You know, and that's why I say I can't stress this enough that it's okay to see a therapist. It's okay to want to mend the relationship with, with loved ones because you don't know when their time is coming or your time is coming. We have to stop this. You know, like I say, these, these are things that we've carried on since the beginning. Like I say, it starts in the home. You know, we were, what goes on in this house and stays in this house. So we as women, we had to be strong. Little boys weren't allowed to cry and, and, and display any emotion because they, they were told that if they cried, that they were weak. They were considered weak. And then you wonder why these men don't open up to us women. And we as, as, as women, we, we got to own that too. Because we, some of us have raised our, our, our sons to be mama's boys. And not allow them to display any type of emotion. So we women, we got to eat that. We got to own that. Men too. Y'all got to own that. You know, we as women, like I say, we were taught to be strong. Because our mothers told us, our grandmothers told us, their, their mothers told us. You know, you don't depend on nobody. You stand on your own two feet. You, you do this, you do that. So we carry that. So we don't allow men to be men in the relationship because we want to do both. That's trauma. How do you expect to have a healthy relationship if you're not willing to put in the work, if you're not willing to unpack those suitcases? How? How, how, how do you expect to heal? We as women, we have to stop blaming the let, you know, this person and that person. It, you know, we, we have to stop pointing fingers. And at some point you got to go stand in the mirror and say, you know what? Let me, I got to eat this. Men the same way. 
Own the fact that you're dead, you know, if you walked out of your children's life. Own that. Because the children suffer. The mom suffer or the dad suffer. However the situation goes, we suffer. And we're, we're forcing our children to carry pain that they didn't sign up for. We use our children as pawns in games. So women, your trauma, we can't carry that into the next relationship because of what the last man did. Right. Men. You're going to be happy. Right. And men, you can't carry that trauma to your next relationship because of what the last woman did. Every person is different. But you got to put in the work to heal. You got to want to be better. You got to want to heal from your traumatic experiences that you've gone through in life. Stop intentionally hurting people. Stop using that as a crutch. Free yourself. Break those, break those chains. Break those bands that have held you back for so long. We got to do this. We, we got to do this. Men and women, black men, black women, black girls, black boys. Yo, we got to break this. At some point, it's got to stop somewhere. So why not let it start with us? So, I mean, you know, that, that goes back to, you know, like I said, where does the trauma come from? Is it inherited? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's unfair to make someone carry luggage or suitcases, let me say that, suitcases that they didn't pack. But you're making them carry them. We carry them. I want to heal. I want to be the best Ashley that I know I could be. I want to present myself as fixed and healed, not broken and bitter. That's what I want to do. So when it comes to this trauma, baby, let me tell you, I got my artillery on and I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to fight the war because I know I could win the battle. Okay. So sis, what about you? Oh, I'm ready. I've look up. Self-healing is real. And that's what I did. So I'm getting it. It's real. But whenever it presents itself, sis, I'm like you. It is footsteps. I'm stopping. Sorry, got my camera tripping. So I just left it like this, but it stopped ending on the bike on the plus side. My lash just fell off because I was over here crying. So So let me ask you, sis. What's the hardest part of you letting go of that trauma? What's the hardest part? You know, we all want answers to something. The hardest part of letting it go was 
like I wanted to find out why why was it taking place in the first place like everybody you know we ask the questions about other these things why why does this goes on in our family why is it that we can't break this cycle what is it that I've done to you for you to do this so let it go you know some questions went unanswered you know a conversation was not had that was the hard part of letting it go because I, I wanted to know why so before your your father passed did you get that closure that you needed no i did not because if we go before dre you know 2016 2015 before before that you know we were still in the hard place so it definitely went i did not get the closure then we it is like at this point during his death you know we're gonna let bygones be bygones you know okay that's, that's what it was it was like you know just know i love you you know what i want you to go in peace i want you to go thinking like you know my daughter hates hate me because i don't hate you you know those words were saved out of anger so i did not get the closure but i wanted him to go in peace and i just let him know that i loved him and just a quick story you guys so Prior to my daddy passing, I left two days before. I was on the road by myself to go see him. You know, uh, me and the baby. Um, two days later, my dad left. He died. He left me. You know, and I, I just felt like this was my interpretation. He waited for me to leave to pass because he knew I was going to be an emotional wreck and he did not want me to be on the road mm. so um, I asked him to call me on Facebook and it's crazy and I, I don't know the how that goes and what I mean by that I don't know what happens with your muscles and your joints after you pass so um i said daddy i love you and i'm gonna miss you and it just like that one jump before he actually was just gone just was him acknowledging that he heard me because everybody it's just like mama he 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 moved like he heard you and he couldn't say anything and that right there put my heart in a different place when he was there it's like he did not want to be around nobody but me and that was shocking he didn't want no he talked to everybody 
But when he talked to me, it was different. It was from a place of, place of love. It's from a place of like, I'm leaving my baby behind. Mm-hmm. So let me have this conversation. It was from a different... It, it was... I, I loved it, but I hated to see him go because I wanted to cherish that. You know? And I don't know if a lot of you all know, you know, when people get ready to pass, they start losing their memory. And, you know, he was still a, a jackass. Because he pretended <laughs> he didn't know who I was. And he was like, okay, mama, go sit down somewhere. Like, <laughs> like, why are you playing with me, bald head? Because my daddy didn't have no hair. He was still trying to shave. But he couldn't. But for him to have those moments with me is something I cherish. You know, when he say, when I say I love you, he didn't say I love you back to nobody else but me. So that was it. That put my heart in the right place. And I knew at that point I had to let it go and let my dad go in peace. And he knew I loved him and I knew he loved me. Whether it's a four-course sit-down dinner or a line starts in the kitchen buffet, there's one thing you'll find at the center of it all. Swift Meats. Fresh, tender roast beef. Succulent pork chops. Mouth-watering steaks. For more than 160 years, Swift Pork and Beef delivers the flavor that brings everyone to the table. Discover new meal ideas at swiftmeats.com. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. So, so do you no go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no that's it so let me ask you do you think that was his way of telling you he was sorry uh i think so i think so but i still wanted answers but i i, I do think so um like i said this episode plays in my head over and over again of my dad looking out the door, looking up at the sky. At that time, they transferred him home to be in hospice. So this is, like I said, before I left. And um, he was just like, you know, you got a family. You got a car. You got a husband. And me and Tony wasn't married yet. But he was like, what do I need to be here for? You know, I've seen everything I, I needed to see, you know. You doing good and stuff like that. So him just acknowledging that is something that I've been waiting for. So him finally acknowledging some things, I think that was his his way of apologizing. And something like that. For him to tell me he loved me in a time where you don't know who nobody is, I was fine. Fine. It was hard. It was hard. 
because I knew when I left that was gonna be my last kiss. So it was hard. You know, as we go on with these episodes, it makes it easier for me to unpack those two cases. It absolutely does. You know, being able to know the root of my trauma and being able to discuss my trauma, it makes things a little easier for me. Am I angry <clears throat> with my father for the things that he did? Hurt, maybe. I think I'm more hurt than anything. And when we talked, and you know, like I say, I, I had to have the most difficult conversation with him. You know, I had to ask the most difficult questions ever. You know, did you do this? You know, did you molest my sister? Did you do this? And I had to mentally prepare myself for the truth or a lie. But I needed that peace and I needed that closure for me. Did I get the peace? Somewhat. Did I get the closure? Not so much because I feel like he was very conflicting in his answer. You know. At one point, I almost thought my sister was lying. You know, why? You know, my daddy wouldn't do that to you, you know, because... That's what he said, you know, and, and in my mind, I wanted to believe that this never happened. In my mind, I wanted to believe that my father was was perfect. In my mind, I wanted to believe that everything my mom was saying about him was a lie. You know, I wanted to believe that because I wanted my daddy. And, and it was almost like I walked on eggshells. Because that little piece of relationship I had with him, I didn't want to lose. So when I, I I got that, and as I like I say, as I got older, it got better. And then I came to the realization, you know what? I'm just like him. So I have to break this. I have to break this cycle. I have to heal not only myself, but I have to heal my children because I don't want my children to carry this pain and, and and force their children to carry this pain, to carry their pain. So I have, I have to fix it. You know, like I say, I have to sit here and I'm going to unpack every suitcase because I'm going to get the dirty clothes out of my clean clothes because I want to be happy. When I tell you, sis, I don't, I don't like being sad. I don't like being angry. Because it took a toll on me, when I say physically, it took a toll, my blood pressure, my health. 
So this episode tonight was was very necessary. It, it was very needed. Maybe not just for me. Maybe for you, sis. Yeah. Maybe for the people that tuned in and, and are watching. But we gotta stop. We gotta stop holding these secrets, and we have to stop. We gotta break what we've been taught. Our, our I'm sorry, not taught condition. Our whole lives, we gotta break that. We have to release this pain that we've been carrying around all these years. We have to release that hurt. At some point, you have to you you have to let it go. Cause it's, it'll kill you. You know, it'll drive you to the brink of insanity. This is what causes depression. This is what causes anxiety. This is what causes these suicide attempts because you don't know how to deal with you, with the trauma. Because somebody told you, you don't tell nobody. Some people don't know how to write their feelings down. I'm one of those people. I don't know how to write. I can't because I'm I'm all over the place because I have a million and 99 things going around in my head. So me trying to write it down, it, it would probably look like jibber jabber. So we got to continue to address this trauma. We have to. This is what coincides again. I cannot stress it enough. This is what coincides with mental illness. This is where you get the anxiety from. This is where you get the depression from. This is why the suicide rate is so high because we're forcing people to hold this stuff in. You don't tell nobody. And the reason people don't tell nobody is because we sit and we gossip about them. Can't talk to nobody. And then we don't make it easy. We don't create safe places for people to come and talk to us. At some point when somebody's reaching out to you when, when they're in a crisis, stop making the conversation about you. I've had to learn that. And when I and when I find myself doing it, I say, you know what? Oops, nope. This conversation is not about me. This is about you. So we gotta stop, we have to stop doing that. Your suitcase, just because your suitcase is lighter than the next person doesn't mean you don't carry the same amount of weight. You just make yours look good. Hmm. Your suitcase just got flowers on it. Right. So we have to break this. We, like I say, Black Girl Interrupted was created to be a safe space for us to talk about these interruptions. We all go through them. Your story may not be my story, but we all come from some type of trauma. It may not have been inflicted directly on us, but we've been around it. We've been around it. You may not have been the one that was molested, but you were around it. You may not have been the one that was abused, but you were around it. It affected you because you watched. That's trauma. No matter how you slice the, the bread, the pie, the cake, it's trauma. Again, your story may not be my story, sis. But you come from a place of trauma. I come from a place of trauma. No. No. 
We got to let it go. We have to talk about it, y'all. Stop judging people. This is why people don't talk. We have to stamp out that stigma on mental illness. And let people know it's okay. I may not know what it's like to walk in your shoes, but, but help me to understand. Where was the empathy? Where was the compassion? The trauma, man, the trauma. It's real. Some people keep it tucked away because they want to talk about it, but they can't talk about it. And you want to know why? Because someone's going to go tell somebody else, girl, did you know? Yeah, girl, Ashley. But you can't use my pain against me, baby, because I walk in my truth now. Y'all know my stories. I own that. And the reason why I own it, because I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be healed. I want to pick up all those broken little pieces and put them back together. So that's where Ashley is right now in life. So to my daddy, I love you. I'm going to miss you more than anything in the world. And I forgive you. There you go. I have to forgive you for me. I have to forgive you for my children. I have to forgive you for my sister. And I have to forgive you for my mom. Okay. So your final thoughts for tonight, sis. Like my girl, she didn't say trauma. Let's talk about it. Don't let this be the way you live your life. We gotta break the circle. Cycle. So we gotta break the cycle. You know, and in the face of trauma, I want to prevail. And no, that's not the way I want to do these things. I don't want to feel the way I felt in that moment again. I don't want trauma to dictate my life. And I hope we can all sit down and, like I said, sort through these two cases together. It's not going to be easy, but. Nothing isn't easy, y'all. That's my final thought.
my final thoughts for tonight. Y'all, y'all know I didn't want to get on here and, and boohoo y'all, but I did. Trauma is is trauma is 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 hurtful. It's everlasting, but it doesn't have to be. Trauma takes a toll on people in so many different ways. Like I say, it contributes to anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress. It's a big contributor. And until you are ready to unpack those suitcases... You're going to allow this to eat away at you and eventually it will kill you. Although the person that hurt you or the people that hurt you, whomever hurt you, whatever hurt you, you got to forgive them for you because if you don't forgive them, they keep the power over you. And it's all about taking back your power. When you forgive somebody, you have to take back your power. You have to forgive them. Even if they don't tell you they're sorry. Trauma. We have to let that model go. What goes on in this house stays in this house. We have to let that model go. We have to break that. We absolutely have to break that. We have to stop forcing our loved ones to carry our pain. We have to stop forcing people to carry these suitcases that they didn't pack. At some point, you have to sit down and go suitcase by suitcase and snatch out them dirty ones and fold up the clean ones. I know it's hard. I know a lot of things are easier said than done. But you have to find somebody that's willing to help you go suitcase by suitcase. If you got a hundred suitcases, find you somebody that's willing to sit down and go through every last one of those suitcases with you. Therapy. Don't be afraid to go and talk to somebody. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means you needed a little help, a little more help unpacking this one particular suitcase you couldn't reach. That's what you do. We got to break this generational trauma. We have to. We have to heal for ourselves. We have to heal for our children. We have to heal for the people around us. And those are my final thoughts on trauma. Oh, sis. 
it's, you know, it's been a lot. It is, it's absolutely been a lot, you know. So don't forget, go hit Colors by Keisha. Go get all your cosmetic needs. She's got some special items that are dropping soon. Mm -hmm. But right now, do you still have your sale going for the lipsticks? Yeah, so the 5 for 20 is out. It's out. I have something else for y'all. So stay tuned because they got to go. Just like your bad girlfriends and stuff, they got to go. So, it's coming, y'all. I mean, you know, I, I think I own all of them. <laughs> Just yes, about. You do. You do. You do. I think I do own about all of them. But y'all don't forget. And if you've been stimulated, go stimulate Colors by Keisha's website. I'm telling you. I might go to midnight. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're doing a little stimmy sale? Stimmy sale. Oh. Don't tell me that, honey. Because you know I'll be on the web, baby. Don't tell me that because I'll be on the website at 12.01 a.m. Stimulus sale. Don't tell me that, girl. Don't say that. <laughs> but y'all already know. Tune in with your girl. Every Tuesday, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Go follow Black Girl Interrupted on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go subscribe to Black Girl Interrupted on YouTube. I am available on all the streaming platforms. Man, y'all go holler at your girl. I'm back. I love y'all. I really absolutely do. Man, when I tell you tonight was absolutely much needed. Of course, I'll probably cry later. Uh, but tonight was absolutely much needed, you know. Um, don't forget this Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, part two of addressing trauma. It's time to unpack those suitcases. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Man, go grab a friend, go tell a friend. Y'all grab some cleaners because y'all know we get on here. And well, I cry. Tonight was the first night Keish cried. Well, no, this was not the first time. But, man, go grab a friend. Y'all, come on. Y'all tap in with your girl. Hit me up. I am on Clubhouse. So come hop off in one of the rooms. I am the moderator for Radio Clubhouse. So come holler at your girl. Um, Like I say, I cannot thank y'all enough for all the continuous love, all the continuous support, for all the prayers, for all the comments, for all the messages, for all the phone calls. Thank y'all so, so much. When I, when I, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to end it. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have rocked with me from day one and y'all still rock with your girl. And I appreciate that. That means so much to me. Um, thank you guys for understanding. Um, because Actually, the night my father, the day my father passed away, I wanted to go live that night, but y'all would have saw me with big puffy eyes and everything. But I love y'all. 
And like I say, don't forget this Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we're coming back with part two on addressing trauma. It's time to unpack those suitcases. Uh, for the next three weeks, we will be talking about everything in regards to mental health, suicide, depression, anxiety. Also, I will be coming to you guys live for us to discuss the George Floyd trial. Mm -hmm. That will be on Sunday. I need my calendar. Give me a second. I'm going to tell y'all. That will be Sunday. Uh, March the 28th. No. I'll let y'all know. But we are actually going to do an episode um, in regards to the George Floyd trial. I want to talk about it. I want to know what you guys think. So save all your comments for that episode. Y'all stay tuned for that. I will be posting that soon. To let y'all know, I will have not only CEO of Colors by Keish, Miss Keish Mills, but I will also have Big Brother Will from the ADHD Hour podcast and the Black Male podcast. So it will be all three of us. I believe the trial starts, I think it's March the 29th. So the um, update so on that, we'll talk about see. it. But they do have an update on it, being that the settlement was awarded. Um, Chauvin is requesting, or in his defense, is requesting that the trial be delayed because now it will sway the jurors into believing that he's guilty because of the $27 million settlement. So, yeah, it's more to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, March the 28th, you guys, Sunday, March the 28th, we will be discussing the George Floyd trial. And we're going to be live early, right? Yes. That one will be early. Uh, five o'clock. Okay. Central time. 6 p.m. Eastern time. So um, I do ask that when y'all come in, bring your comments, bring your questions. I will let everybody know. No arguing. Respect everybody's opinions. Respect everybody's what everybody has to say in regards to the trial. Some people may feel like Derek Chauvin is not guilty. Some people may feel like he is guilty. But I do ask on that episode to be respectful of everybody. So March the 28th, um, y'all stay tuned. I will keep y'all posted and updated in regards to that. Um, anything else you want to say, sis, before we go ahead and bring it to a close? I'm going to check about the streaming restrictions on that before we do up in the stream to see if we'll be able to stream the trial live. That way people can watch it with us and the trial and we can also discuss over it um, if there's a comment or anything regarding to the case. So we can talk about it. None of us, none of us are lawyers. However, these are just the opinions of people of the host and guests of Black Girl Interrupted on that day so none of the lawyers these are just opinions of the host of black girl in the world so just so y'all know like i said uh oh this this is heavy but again i do want to say thank y'all for tuning in tonight thank y'all for 
staying in touch and, and loving on your girl a little bit more. It makes it a little bit easier for me to deal with. But I do love y'all. And again, I will see y'all Thursday night, March the 18th, for part two of addressing trauma and unpacking those suitcases. So love y'all. Everybody have a good night. And I'll see y'all Thursday. Good night. Get Macy's lowest prices of the season on must-haves to make spring your season. Like twirl-worthy dresses for $79.99 and under. 50 to 65% off effortlessly cool suits from Tommy Hilfiger and more. And 65% off Charter Club damask sheets and bedding. And get contact-free curbside pickup or pickup in store today. Details at Macy's.com slash pickup. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.